Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Caught. Completely off guard. A surprise visit from your parents when your house is less than tidy. The UPS man knocks at your door and needs a signature, and you just rolled out of bed, not yet dressed. A celebrity sighting, and your camera is turned off. Lens cap still in place and at home. A sudden, unexpected natural disaster before there's even time for a warning. Caught in the reality of who or where you are. Caught completely off guard. That's what happens to Peter in today's Gospel reading. The man who had been preaching to the crowds commands him to get back in his boat after a long night of fishing and head back out onto the lake. Admittedly, he was a little doubtful. Honestly, it was a dumb idea. But no sooner had they put the nets into the water than they were filled with fish. They called the other boat to help them pull the fish back in. And once the fish they caught are in the boats, the boats are weighed nearly to the point of sinking. Suddenly, Peter is caught completely off guard. The realization of who he is and who this man in his boat with the unorthodox fishing practices is. Peter's reaction is much like that of Isaiah in this week's Old Testament lesson, who upon seeing the Lord seated on his throne above the temple exclaims, Oi, Kali! The sanctified four-letter response. The realization of the Lord whose glory fills the earth and the realization of who He is. I am a man of unclean lips. Caught. Peter realizes who this man in his boat is. He is God's anointed, the Christ, holy and powerful. Exhale the op emu. And he realizes who he is. I am a sinner. Depart from me. Caught. Peter can't escape from the reality of who he is. And neither can we. Sure, we're at a seminary and that's good enough. Being pastors or deaconesses or professors or preparing to be pastors or deaconesses or professors. But we can't hide from the reality of who we are. Pastors become jaded, burned out, angry at the people of God. Professors find themselves with misguided goals. Publishing before pedagogy, structure before nurture, students enamored more with the academic life than the devotional one. 
and we're caught. We're sinners. Caught in our sin, caught in the reality of who we are, caught in the presence of the one whose presence sinners best avoid. What do we say? We're caught. Depart from me. This isn't just a random fish story, though. It's a story of words. Throughout Luke's gospel leading up to today's reading, he has Jesus speaking to different groups. He rebukes the devil with the book of Deuteronomy. He tells the Nazarene synagogue goers that he is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. He rebukes demons. He commands a fever. He rebukes a few more demons. Why all the speaking? In the verse immediately preceding today's reading, Jesus clarifies the purpose for which he, have, which he has come. I must preach as good news the kingdom of God. And so he does. It's not just a fish story. Luke doesn't depart from this focus into a story about fishing. No, the reason Jesus gets in the boat is to preach the good news. The reason Jesus tells Simon, Peter, and the other disciples to throw the nets in the water is to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. The reason he gathers the fish into the net is to preach the good news. And the reason that he causes Simon Peter to realize the depth of his own sinfulness is the same. To preach the good news that here, in the boat, the Lord is reigning. So he does. He speaks good news. Peter, do not be afraid. With those words, Jesus forgives sin. The most remarkable thing is not the fish in the net. It's not the demons driven out, the diseases healed, or the prophecies fulfilled. The most remarkable thing is that Jesus doesn't do what Peter tells him to do. He doesn't depart. He stays with the sinner. He's not leaving. Here is why he has come. As much as we are caught in the reality of who we are, he is caught in the reality of who he is. By his name, he is caught. He is the one who saves his people from their sins. He saves his people from their sins. They don't save themselves any more than fish volunteer to be caught. But Jesus is about catching much more than fish, as he did so wonderfully on the lake long ago. He's about catching men and women and children. Peter, do not be afraid. Isaiah, your guilt is taken away and your sins atoned for. Church, I forgive you. With those words, he catches them in his forgiveness and brings them into his church. Having been caught, 
Simon Peter and the other disciples set aside their nets to become fishers of a different sort. But this time, the net is the Word of God, the forgiving Word, the Word that drew crowds to the shores of Gennesaret, draws lives into the church. Peter and the boys become the catchers. I forgive you, Jesus says. Now you take my forgiveness and give it out. Draw lives into my church with my words. Speak my words of forgiveness to them. Place my name upon them. Place my body and my blood in their mouths. Catch them. Jesus doesn't depart. Fishermen are caught with his forgiveness and held in the boat against their own tendencies. Snared in their sinfulness, tangled in their trespasses, he faces them with the reality of who he is. He is the one caught on the cross. He is the one caught by death. He is the one caught by our sinfulness. Caught red-handed in our place. Caught so that He might catch us with His forgiveness. Caught so that we might be His instruments for catching others. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.